Welcome back to Franchise Audio. This is your boy, Eddie. Welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for tuning back in. It's Jay coming at you. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning into this week's episode. And you know what? This has been a pretty exceptional week. A couple of things happened over the weekend that I'm honestly a little bit happy about and a little bit almost like relieved about. Uh, the first thing I want to start off with the Oscars. The Oscars, although specifically didn't bring me anything relief or too much enjoyment, really, because Demon Slayer got snubbed at the Oscars. No surprise there. No but surprise at all. One of the biggest takeaways for the Oscar was uh, Tyler Perry winning the uh, Humanitarian Award. And one of the biggest takeaways from him receiving the award was the speech he gave. And uh, if you guys didn't watch it, um, basically what he had said was he um, talked through an encounter he had with a woman. And why he does what he does is basically because of the life he has lived. But he emphasized on leading with love, not hate, uh, and meeting people at their humanity. And that, that right there, that second part, meeting people at their humanity yeah, is such a wonderful, beautiful statement that I think um, if we embody, it's almost easier to be human in a, in, a, in a sense. Yeah, I'm really big on that, meeting people at their humanity and always remembering you're always dealing with another human being on the other side. And it's, it's oftentimes we, we almost forget that. And maybe oftentimes we get almost, I guess... I have like blanket judgments or almost programmed because of uh, how our brains are wired that we have judgments in place because of certain fears and things like that. But it's so important to lead with with what you what you are, uh, who you are, what you want to see a reflection in the world. And Tyler Perry has led with the reflection of of love and what he wants for people is help because that's what he embodies. And so he he received the award, goes through this wonderful speech, refused he he literally emphasized on the refusal of hate. Yeah. On talked about how he refuses to hate you if you're different than him. If he refuses yeah. to hate you based on the color of your skin, he refuses to hate you if you're a police officer. Um he refuses to hate you if you're uh if your gender preference is different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you could list on and on the refusal of, of what it is to hate somebody based on a preconceived notion, yeah. based on a blanket judgment you had. And he emphasized that where progress is, that where conversation happens, that where we really move as the human race, as the human society, as a people, is in the middle. And in the middle of meeting people in their humanity is where, yeah. where we moved. And it moved me because we're talking about it. But on top of that, it also made me reflect on how many times am I meeting people in the middle? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I am. Sometimes I, I fall victim to or, or not fall victim to, but I guess fall into that mindset of like preconceived judgment or preconceived. Yeah, like, just judgment is a bitch. And, you know, I, I, I remind myself like people are always always acting off of a million subconscious things that they don't understand off of fears that they've been wired into yeah off of a bunch of things but me being aware of mine gives me power over the way i judge those people and so i i would like to just say that tyler perry congratulations and on top of that how many times are you guys meeting people out there humanity it's an interesting conversation to have especially in the times we're in in the in the 21st century uh after a lot of hate is being spewed all over the place how are you people meeting or how are you guys meeting everybody at their humanity and in the middle yeah 
So Tyler Perry killed it on that speech. Um, and you were talking about Tyler. If you guys don't know about Tyler Perry's upbringing, it's actually a really interesting one. Um, you were saying like before, way back in the Hollywood studios, when you had like the major, uh, major like figureheads in Hollywood studios before he became one, it was like no minorities at all. You were saying. Yeah, before that, I think is it's important just like one thing to remember, like when you think about meeting people in the humanity and like remember that you're dealing with a person at the end of the day. I think if I think it's pretty safe to say that all human beings are fragile. I don't, I don't yeah. think I know one that isn't besides like probably like David Goggins or Jocko Wilkins. And, but then even at that point, <laughs> if you look, they, yeah, if you yeah. if you peel back enough layers, it all comes from like a point of, of fragility, in my opinion. Right. I think when you really hone into that and really understand that everyone out there in this world is just as fragile and just as susceptible as um, having a bad day from, you know, hearing some bullshit that, that came out of somebody's mouth that you're like how you said that maybe having a bunch of other subconscious things going on that they don't even really understand. Yeah. When you understand, like, you know, everyone else is just as, you know, susceptible as that as you are just as fragile as you can be at times. It's easier to to go about your day with other people because like you you take that into account and you think like just back to the golden rule, like treat others how you would like to be treated yeah. at the end of the day, you know, which is like loved, which is respected, which is just being treated and talked to like as a human you know i think that's super solid the most solid thing you can do and like before you before you like go on to tyler perry's history i i want to emphasize on that fact because you actually brought it back to me and i think it's important to state judgments and fears are normal there's situations like that you should have judgment in yeah and there's situations where you shouldn't oftentimes we run into the issue that we stub ourselves in the foot and have judgments when we shouldn't have judgments yeah and not have judgments when we should have judgments based on like safety is really what I'm talking about based on like, okay. Like if you're by yourself, like on your way home and something happens to you, like on the road or something, you know, like if you get bumped or something like that, oftentimes like we're judging the situation when in reality, like if you got into a car accident, you know, call the cops. If you're outside and you're threatened by somebody, you know, like that stuff, like call the cops. Yeah. Um, or, or find protection. Right. But where I'm, where I'm saying like meet people at their humanity is like understanding everyday regular interactions or like every, like going to the grocery store and, and saying good morning to someone, having a conversation with someone is just the same as like going by and not judging someone for being homeless or not judging someone for having like a disability, not judging someone for their gender preference, not judging someone for their, like the, the color of their skin. So uh, where I was going with that, because I know I just rambled on, but where I was going with that is uh, you brought back like an important thing, which is like understanding your own, uh, like how fragile you could be or understanding that we all have some ego in some way that we want to feel like accomplished and purposeful in that and having like our ego be like fed in some sense understanding that gives you power over that and almost dismisses it. It's it's ego death is one of the most beautiful things that I think human beings can ego death. What the fuck is that? Ego death is like the, the less you care about your own ego, the less you care about feeling good about yeah. yourself for okay. the sake of feeling good about yourself mm-hmm. or for the sake of putting other people or for the sake of, of, of comparison to other yeah. people for the feeling of, of goodness, like ego death or Almost like the this denial of feeling good for the sake of feeling good because of certain things that you are is is one of the most interesting like journeys that, that humans could go on because then it becomes easier to do these things. Like once you're okay with who you are as a person, that is like 
the, that fragility, like understanding yeah. that, that's what makes you almost unbreakable, right? Like David Goggins, yeah. Jocko Wilkins, all the all the people that that you hear about that have this incredible emotional intelligence, this high level, like unshakable, almost like underlying confidence. It's because they understand that they're not unbreakable in a sense. Like they've been broken before exactly. and they understand what it takes to have nothing or what it is to have nothing and then have something. And they understand what it is to look at the person that most accountable is in the mirror. They're not a victim of the world. Yeah. They're, the world is not destroying them. The world is happening it, it, and people are all over the place. And it happens to everyone. And it happens to everyone. And, you know, Tyler Perry was homeless back in the day. Back to the, the conversation about Tyler Perry. He was homeless. He had nothing. And now he has a lot. But he's still giving back and helping people yeah. as he's always done in his life because that is just who he is. Yeah, because he understands, like, what life is really about. And, like, in the in the speech, he goes on to, like, credit, like, his um his great mother, right? And how, like, she taught him, like, a lot just from, like, the way she would, like, perceive yeah. the world and what she would, like, teach on to him. And, you know, and, like... Some of the things that she taught him was just reject hate, love, love. You know, like there's a there's a quote that I had heard like recently is um live what is it? Live love, live the life you love. Love the life you live. It was like live love, right? Because if you live love, then you will love life. Something like that. I'm butchering it right now. Mm. But it was just yeah. essentially like that. Like just saying, like if you lead with your best foot forward if you lead from a like a place of love and i don't mean like a corny type of like you know like cliche love i just mean like from a place of where you yourself are just in a good headspace can feel good about the things that are happening around you just want to put like good into the world right like you don't like you just put into the world what you wouldn't want someone to do to you it's just like the best the, the best way i can see and i feel like at, at our root like if we do that at a root, that's good because all us human beings, like, we just want to be loved. We just want to be respected, you know, and, and we just want to be, like, healthy. Yeah. You know? And I think uh, the, the biggest thing about this Tyler Perry takeaway is, like, accountability. He wants to help people. Yeah. So he helped himself. That's, like, the best, that's the best way you can help he, people. You have to help yourself first. He helped himself as much as he could to be able to put himself in a position to help people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not just Tyler Perry makes a bunch of movies and is successful at making movies and has a studio that develops wonderful movies. He's also Tyler Perry that has a, a nonprofit charity that donates back. Yeah. He has um multiple the charity not only like feeds homeless people, feeds people, but it looks for jobs for people. Like it does multiple things. Yeah. How he described it was basically like we didn't want to just Focus on one specific thing. People need help in a bunch of different areas. Yeah. How can I go and put myself in a position to help people? And that's he wants really to make leaders. He wants to make actual leaders in this world. And that's, I think, where, where the difference is, right? And that's where accountability is, is so important. You know, hold yourself accountable into understanding, like, things are not always happening at you. You always have the control to respond to the world. You always have the control to respond to judgment. You always have the control to respond to negativity and people putting like poison out in the air that you're you're taking in. And just because someone says something to you doesn't mean that you instantly have to to like to give that energy back. If your energy is coming from a good place, then that's the energy you feed it back into the world. Yeah. In, in a sense, you know what I mean? I, I think something there big is just to remember 
um, like a, a word I want to just stay on is like control. Yeah. Right. Because if you think about it, like Tyler Perry is someone that he went he went through like a lot of hard shit. Like mm-hmm. he's even like come out and said that he's been like molested as a child and everything. Like some just like like really dark shit, yeah. you know. And to see that that man now at the age that he's at is winning a humanitarian award after living through all of that, you know, he may he had the control to make the choices to put him more in into the life that he's living now, right? And once you remember that you have that control as well to I'm not saying to be Tyler Perry, but to yeah. just do the good you want to do into this world, like you'll start to realize like the power you have as just like just an individual and essentially how you have all the power essentially like when it comes to your life. You know, I'm not saying you can become the queen of England, but you know, but you can definitely live a life that's queen of England ish, you know? Yeah. I think also like a lot of times what we do to ourselves is paint this picture of this person we're supposed to be yeah and it almost hinders the progress of getting to the person that we are mm-hmm. because we're meeting like these certain things that we put into our own brains based off of a million different things that we've been told that are yeah. sometimes unrealistic and uh i feel like it's driving from from the conversation of tyler perry into like a mental health aspect of how you help yourself is one the biggest like i guess tip I have for people that find themselves in a position that they feel unhappy with life yeah, is express gratitude for what you do have. That's the, the biggest thing. Express, Which is all you need for right now, this given point. For right now, what do you have? That's so you, you stop need. living in the future and you stop living in the past. What do you have? Write some things down that you're grateful for. Second thing, how in control of your thoughts are you? Yeah. How aware of your thoughts are you? What are you telling yourself on a day-to-day basis? Meditate. Because it makes... Uh, Yale just came out with a study, actually. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Another study. Yeah. Based on what meditation 10 minutes a day does for you in the long term. They measure people that have been meditating Beautiful 10 things, minutes. Sure. Look at this. This is incredible shit. 10 minutes a day for long periods of time. We're talking about years. Yeah. They've measured what it does to their brain and their brain activity based on people that don't meditate. So they yeah. used a control sample based on people that don't meditate, people that do. And they found that their gray matter, which is what breaks down information in your head. So white matter in your brain is what gets information or what sends information out, right? It's just the electronic impulses that you have in your and your neurons that are yeah. firing off, something has to receive that and tr- process that into information. Those are thoughts. That's feeling. That's everything. Gray matter is what breaks that down. Yeah. Gray matter deteriorates over time, naturally, because of age, because of conditions, because of health, because of et cetera. It is actually shown that meditating 10 minutes a day likely diminishes how much it affects your gray matter. Yeah. So you have... People that are meditating that are having these effects like improve their gray matter uh, stability so they have less reduction of it. And it's at this point, meditation is 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 proven, at least for me, yeah. because I've, it's, I've tried and tested and applied it to my life and I've seen the benefits of it. Yeah. But also now you're getting s- like serious scientific studies that are showing you like this helps you long term against dementia, against amnesia or, or yeah. uh, Alzheimer's, against many different things. And on top of that, it helps you also be more control and aware yeah. of what you're feeling, of where you're heading yeah. with your thoughts. And that that's something that is 
I think when it comes to meditation, you don't even have to go that far down the rabbit hole in terms of science. Like when yeah. you, when you, at least for me, right. When I think of like what meditation, like what you do in meditation, like just the, the base of it, yeah. you're sitting there, you're breathing in and you're breathing out at a pretty constant pace, right? Like, mm-hmm. and pretty aware of it. When it comes to that, right, actually receiving oxygen into our body, and I know I've told you this before, yeah. right, but, like, the one thing that keeps us alive, that allows us to do anything in this world, that gives us energy, it's the reason I can lift my arm up into the air, it's the reason that whoever hit play on their phone screen to, to start this podcast was able to do it, was because of a molecule in our cell that's called mitochondria, right? Yeah. Mitochondria processes a molecule that we get from oxygen, right? That's called ATP, which it uses to get the energy to distribute out through our body. So I am not shocked or surprised at all that meditating consistently almost every day throughout your life over a period of time is going to help conserve and like help you keep some of your gray matter because just by doing that, by the breathing in, the breathing out, you're making your body more alkaline. You're making your body more alive. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like surprised at all. That's why, like, I've always like to me, like even more so now, meditation is more of a plus because when you think about the only way we can really get ATP right into our body to have our mitochondria process it is through the actual, just super simple process of just. I mean, an act of breathing yeah. is, is incredible. And to think that meditation is literally centered around that, right? So you're centering around making sure you're breathing and breathing out. And then on top of that, then you're adding into like the the practice of clearing your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just win-win plus plus. Yeah. Some people give medica- uh, or meditation, I guess, um, I, I, like a bad rap because uh it's it, just become a little taboo it, it it's it's it, it's get it's better now way better now but i think it's they give it a bad rap because they try it once and they're like damn i don't know what i'm doing i don't feel like i'm in control yeah. like i i'm not seeing the benefits people talk about they also don't do it for like 30 days straight or like for some considerable amount of time straight i think or the problem is is that you can't be meditating and be forcing yourself to meditate or yeah. be forcing yourself to think a certain way. Like I think my my click happened in meditation or my click happened into being present was when I realized I have to do nothing but be here, focus on myself breathing or focus on something else that's like a feeling of right now. Yeah. And if my mind thinks, acknowledge that my mind is active because yeah. we're alive and we have no control over what fires off, realize that and be like, okay, I'm back in this moment right now because my task is to be here. That's it. Your task is to be here doing nothing. And that is what meditation is doing nothing. I I will say something though, um, because I know I struggled with this um, at the beginning and I still kind of struggle with it at times. The idea of just sitting there also too and doing nothing can drive some people kind of like, Oh yeah. It it can kind of drive some people crazy or can kind of like, because you away from doing it because it's like, no, I, I like I want like I can be doing this or this yeah. or like you don't understand that you need to take a minute sometimes to just slow everything down. But one thing I will say to those people, um, because you won't get to a place of meditation unless you actually want to. But hopefully this kind of helps you a little bit is um, remember that you're doing it at the end of the day, like for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're taking these five, 10 minutes, whatever it is a day, whatever, whatever you can stand, whatever you can do to literally make yourself better, to bring, to make yourself more whole. 
That, like, think of it like that. It's just time that you're taking just for you. And if you're someone that does everything in life just for you anyways, and this is even another like bonus to go ahead and do it, you sell sunder fucks. Yeah, and I would say meditation is one of those things that it's like, it's pretty simple in the concept. And the part of understanding that you're sitting down and that's driving you crazy is because you have a lot on your mind. Yeah, exactly. That you should probably just think about, let go. And at first, I'm telling you, the first day, the first week, the first month, it's going to be a process. Yeah. It's the continuation of it that you see really the fruits of your of your labor, which yes. really is not even labor. It's just taking time for yourself so you are in a better place mentally and have more awareness over your thoughts. It's called metacognition. It's the awareness of your thoughts, being aware of what you are thinking. On a day-to-day -day basis, it helps you become better at metacognition. And that's like going off from Tyler Perry's humanitarian award yeah. and like his acceptance, which is pretty just beautiful. And congrats to Tyler Perry. Bro, huge it, congrats, bro. That's someone that definitely, definitely deserves it. You think yeah. about, I mean, the man obviously just fucking won humanitarian awards. You yeah. think about everything he does for, like, the, directly the people around him, like all the people that he's employed, all the different minorities yeah, and everything. And then all the other people that he doesn't even know, like, exactly, like you're saying, communities and such that he's pouring love into to, you know, make better. It's, it's, it's outstanding, bro. So I hope... I hope um, that light in his heart doesn't fucking doesn't ever go out, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, a light that's never going to go out is in Andrew Schultz's heart. The way he is literally just talking shit. Yeah. Having a blast. Big Dick Schultz. Big Dick Schultz. just coming in and literally making a mockery out of everything. And you know what? I love it. I, I, I love comedy so much. We just recently went to a to a, an improv comedy show, and for the first time in a long time, I really felt like I was somewhere with a bunch of people that I didn't know, yeah. with a bunch of faces that I've never seen, with a bunch of ethnicities, with a bunch of cultures, with a bunch of everything, and I felt so comfortable laughing and being around and not having everybody have like a like a preconceived notion of a mask or yeah. like if you didn't have one, if you had one, it felt so nice. I know I'm vaccinated as well. So I'm, I mean, I'm kind of biased on this, but it felt so nice being back in that because have you grown a third arm yet or no? No, I'm so far. I'm good. Not even a third nipple. No, no, no. Okay. So far I'm good, but good luck on that second shot with the Pfizer. Anyway, it just felt nice, man. And I understand how important it is to laugh. And yeah. I'm reminded by that every time I go and I see comedy or every time I laugh, I, I'm reminded about how important it is to just enjoy being alive and yeah. being able to laugh at, you know, sometimes fucked up shit that we all go through, that we all are living in. Yeah. And in a sense, making fun of those things or bringing those things to light, putting them in a humorous ways. Comedians, comedians deserve the job that they have if they make it because they work for it. Yeah. And they could also pull it off. So shout out to Andrew. But in general, comedy is so important. And especially in times like this where we're, we feel so divided, your comedy really brings you in the middle. When you're able to make fun of everything, it really brings you down to that, like the meeting people at their humanity and understanding that, yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens to us. Some of it's pretty funny. And relating it back to different cultures, different races, it's just, fuck, dude, comedy is amazing. To me, comedy is like the greatest shit in the world. You know me. I always like 
try to laugh. I make things into a joke sometimes, even when they're not supposed to. Like not even knowing, it's just yeah. like what like my brain just tries to do. I guess as a coping mechanism. Uh, but bro, like it's yeah, like like how great is comedy? Like think about the job of a of a comedian, bro. Their job is literally to just make other people laugh, and they get paid for that. Yeah, to to bring joy into people's heart, and really at the most like basic form. It's it's fucking amazing. I loved the show. Um, I love everything about comedy. Like I'm someone like you know, like I'm I'm okay with everything that it brings. I'm okay with a joke being a joke, right? Um, yeah. and it being offensive, like like not, okay, I'm not okay with a joke just being offensive for the sake of being offensive. It has to be funny. But that's the thing. At the end of the day, if it's funny, in my opinion, it's fair game because I feel like we need that for helping build perspective. For helping, um, you know, reinforce the idea that, you know, we're not the center of the universe and it's yeah. okay to not take ourselves so seriously. And also, too, to help build, like, the sense of, like, kind of almost like community, like you're saying. Like, the fact that you go into this venue with all these other strangers and you have this one guy on a mic just ripping it, making people laugh. And Everybody, you're laughing making with, like, fun of every single yeah, person there. And you're, and you're there laughing and having a good time and feeling all these good, like... Um, like dopamine, like dolphins yeah. and everything in, in your brain with all these other strangers. And it's just such a great time because it's like you just spent the last like hour and a half, uh, like hour to hour and a half with this group of, st- of strangers and, and nothing bad happened. Like, look, look at look at all the good that happened when you subscribe to having like a good mindset because yeah. no one goes to a fucking comedy show to be pissed. Right. The, yeah. the most they might be thinking is, OK, motherfucker, make me laugh. Right. Yeah. But no one, but, but everyone goes with the inclination of laughing, you know, smiles, hoorays, you know, like that's that that's that's what you go for. So I, w- I remember just being at the comedy show and like looking at Andrew Schultz and just thinking at like in, in certain points, like motherfucker, you have this like what a great gig. Yeah, like, what a great gig, dude. Like you literally like drove down here however long it took you, showed up, got ready in your green room to come out here and just to make people smile. And like and you're and the fact that you're good at it. The fact mm-hmm. that you're that nasty at it is yeah. it's just kind of like amazing. Like I'm just gonna say this real quick, even though I haven't seen the third comic that I'm about to name, but in my opinion, Hall of Fame Hall of Famers out on that stage, Dave Chappelle, Pat Williams, Andrew Schultz. Not in any specific order, but I will give Dave Chappelle number one. Dave that, is great. That's just my opinion. Yeah, they call and it fuck the your kill. opinion if it's anything different than that. So they call it the kill. If you guys, first off, going off of everything you're saying is it's. Almost also on a scientific um, basis is proven laughing on a regular basis yeah. boosts endorphins in your brain that make you feel good and make you feel happier. On a regular day basis, it's scientifically proven if you are laughing, yeah. if you are finding yourself engaged with comedy, you are going to be feeling better on a daily basis. Scientifically proven. So listen to the Dan Levitard show. And on top of that, with two guts. when you have somebody come out and do what they what comedians call the kill, which is you may not agree with the joke. Yeah. You may find the joke offensive. You may be almost disgusted by certain things yeah. that they're saying, but they get you to laugh. Yep. That is the point of comedy. Yep. It's the, about sometimes making fun of how much we glorify other humans. Sometimes it's making fun of how much we don't think about certain situations. Sometimes it's making fun of even fucked up situations like that, Michael Jackson and the little kids. And, and, and that's one of the things that Dave Chappelle had, um, had yeah. done on his special. Another that like he, uh, Andrew had done it in a different way, but he did it in his special. 
And it's almost like, and that goes back to like how much we glorify someone when still like we're all humans. And even that person that we glorify, like they still have things to them, but we cannot simply agree with. And like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. So comedy is one of those things that you go to in that mindset of like, I'm going to have a good time. Andrew does a great job at it, but it's so important. So if you guys are not engaging yourself in comedy and you don't see the importance of comedy and the way it brings people together and the way yeah. it brings conversation together, it, you know, after the comedy show, I can't tell you how many times I didn't see people that got made fun of not go up to each other and say like, yo, you killed him, man. Like that was awesome yeah. that you were going back and forth with him. That was hilarious. Like people that looked completely different than each other. People yeah. that looked like... N- you know, people that had different religions that they expressed on the on the comedy show. It, it, that's the that's the power of comedy. It's there's a reason why you know in communism, the top three people that they they kill, enslave, or uh, go sent to prison is philosophers, journalists, and comedians. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it, it's 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 the three most regarded people that they put behind bars that they. Or that they uh, go and 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 kill. It's because of that outside the thinking perspective. It's because yeah. it's of the dangerous. Way, it's super dangerous. If it's because if you do your job well, it puts thoughts into your head. If you do your job, Andrew Schultz had even made fun of like MAGA supporters. Yeah, like and how you, it's almost like you get a cult following for this idea that's just like. You don't even understand the concept of it. Yeah. And that's how powerful comedy is. Because, yes, it's hilarious. But then you get back and you reflect on that idea. Yeah, you reflect on some of the jokes and you're like, damn, this motherfucker is out here making me think. Like, what the yeah, fuck's yeah. going and on? Yeah, yeah. And that's the point of comedy. And that's when you do it well. So we're encouraging you guys. One, if you haven't seen Andrew Schultz's special on Netflix, we've talked about it here on the podcast before. Go watch it, please. It's so fucking good. It's yeah. so witty and it's fresh. Yeah. It's something I haven't seen in a long time in comedy. And then on the second thing is laugh, motherfucker. Why are you so serious? Why are you taking everything so fucking serious? You know what helps you really? Besides meditation, enjoy life a little bit more. Stop taking it so goddamn fucking serious. Listen to this podcast. Eat some fucking ice cream. Eat some gushers. Put on the fucking Netflix show. Treat yourself to some fucking comedy. Laugh a little bit. You're not the most serious guy in the fucking world. Even Al Capone fucking laughed a little bit. He laughed too much. That was his problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he laughed problem. a little bit too much. Yeah. He might have gotten too caught up with, yeah. the, with the fuckery. With the whole hee-hee-ha-ha when you're, when you're being a gangster. You know what I mean? But just fucking laugh a little bit. You can't take yourself so seriously if you expect yourself to be enjoying life more. It's just two things that don't mix together well. You can't be super serious and have things that you think that you they have to follow through in a certain way and have certain expectations for life because life is kind of fucking wild, man. And it's going to surprise you. Yeah. Unless, listen, unless you're a fucking Navy SEAL, right? Unless, unless that, I feel like that's really the only fucking exception to like all the rules that we talk to a lot about here. At least, you know, taking life serious because those motherfuckers got to take life They're serious. They're reprogrammed though. They're completely reprogrammed. No, and it's, and it's scary and glorious the way yeah. they are because they accept the worst things that life has to offer times 10. Yeah. You know, and, and give it to me now. Cause I asked for it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and it's so, and it's so scary. Cause I was having like this conversation with Joey about Navy SEALs. Right. And I was just talking about like, man, it's just so crazy to me. Like how hard they go. Right. And he was like saying, it's like, you have to think about it. Like to them, you're only as good as your training. Right. So that's why they go so fucking hard. That's one of the reasons that, um more seals die in training than they do in combat 
because they make the training so rigorous that when they actually get to like the real thing, it's they're more than ten times like prepared for it. It's just it's just, it's just crazy. I know we got on a little seal thing now, but it's just uh, it's just so, so delicious what they do. No, but that's what we do on this podcast, and I think it's important to share because yeah, we could go from comedy to Navy SEALs because you, that's where you go in life. Yeah. You draw from a little bit of everything. You apply it to your life. If it works, great. You keep it. If not, you keep it fucking moving. Comedy works for us. Meditation works for us. Looking at Navy SEALs and seeing accountability. To because the really, degree. that's what it is. Accountability at the highest degree works for us because it helps us in our life in some way and it keeps us accountable to the things we want. And speaking of accountability, George Masvidal, man, Miami's with you. I'm going to be honest. Look, I'm, I'm, Miami's with you. But I almost, before you say anything, I almost feel like they're with you because we, we almost feel like we have to be because we're loyal people, I, kind of. And, and the 305, I feel like we're really loyal people. Yeah, us, you, know, you know how Cubans are. We ride with our gente. And I'm so glad that you were accountable right after that Usman knockout because you got your lights fucking split. And I've never seen you get knocked out. I mean, never get yeah. see, never seen him get knocked out. In no, no one, fight. no one has. That's the, the crazy. No part. one's done it to him. Yeah, and the fact that Usman did is wild, wild, wild. And he did it in a sold out the first major sporting event in the last year and a half. That is fully, like full. I think it was twenty thousand people there. Basically, fully, uh, fully sold out. Live crowd. And Dana White was preaching about how, how wonderful it was. I'm going to stop moving the mic. Dana White was preaching about how wonderful it was and how there was a lot of people that, because masks were allowed. Of course, you're not going to subject people not to Allowed, but not enforced from what I can see. They weren't. But Dana was saying how he, that people with masks were not subjecting people without masks. Like it wasn't, no one got in a fight over that. And he said, overall, the event was a great success in terms of like people enjoyed themselves. Oh, of course. And I got to say, just watching it from fucking home, I enjoyed myself. What a goddamn card. That, w- that was a crazy card. I can't believe I got to see those two knockouts in one night. Like there, that. Those two knockouts. There's something I believe, because we were talking about it a little bit before on the podcast, but there's something I believed almost ingrained into our DNA of being entertained by two other animals engaging in fights. Yeah. And humans no less... But now that we've almost like have an artistry for everything, for cooking, for art, for um, for pottery, for yeah. making wood, we've made an art out of everything. Literally, that there's a fighting art, like martial arts, like mixed martial arts is an art. Oh, hundred percent. There's art. there's a technique to fighting. There's almost like a like a beauty to it. And fuck, is it good to watch? And is it nice to watch oh, when spe- you have two yeah. people that know exactly what you're doing? Yeah, when they've given us essentially like this legalized barbarian fighting that we have nowadays, yeah. the fact that it's illegal, the fact that you can go on a pay-per-view and buy that and it's like it's clean, essentially air quotes in the yeah. air, is, 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 is crazy because it, it does make for great entertainment. It, for me, like I was telling you before, it's such a great moral conundrum to be in. Yeah, it's almost the same moral conundrum in, in, in a high level as football. Like, yo, yeah. I like watching football. But fuck, there's like there's a friction between me watching two human beings crash into each other like at this like basically yeah. like a car crash. UFC, it's almost like on the same side, but it's it's different because they're signing up for understanding like that this, it's, a, it's this, a fight. It, yeah. This is a yeah, it's a fight brawl. Yeah, at the end of the day, football is like a game that yeah. they that they made 
overly physical. Yeah. You know, like the, this shit at the end of the day, like UFC is like we're we're fighting. Like that's that's literally what it is. That's why I'm saying it's such a great moral conundrum because you're it's legalized bar like legalized Spartans. Yeah. Essentially, the, the only thing is they don't have fucking swords and are cutting each other's heads off. Yeah, and and you know, there's a level to it that we enjoy. Like yeah. we don't want someone on on the the mat to die. Like, yeah, that's we, not enjoyable. Yeah, we have referees in there. Yeah, at the yeah, end of yeah. The day, that's right? not enjoyable. We want someone to get their ass kicked, but it's yeah. almost like engraved into like adrenaline. Almost, it's it's it is barbaric for sure, but it's almost like once we feel like it's a level of safety that yeah. it can't surpass, then we enjoy it for sure. And I feel like UFC this card. Um, just to go a little bit into the UFC, I feel like this card is one of the best cards I've seen in a long time. Okay, an absolute grand slam in the title fights. Rose, Doug Rose, absolutely. Surprised the world, I want to say. Came in conditioned, ready to go. Knocked out Wei Li. Definitely surprised her opponent. That kick came from God knows where. I Literally. How did she it. get that up there the way she did? I couldn't believe the kick landed. Because initially, I was like, wait, why, why is she on the ground? What happened there? I thought it was a, a midsection kick. And on the replay, you just see her lights out, gone. It's Turn off the kick. lights completely. But it was just so beautifully positioned. The arena was going crazy. Um, uh, Electric. Bullet time of Shevchenko. I mean, I don't, I don't got nothing else to say about Valentina. She's the best in that division. There's no real challenge. I mean, who are you going to throw at her? You threw the, the number one contender, Jessica Andrade. She got embarrassed. Yeah. And then you had the Usman Masvidal. There's something about that, that the UFC does really well, and it comes into building your brand. And this is what I mean, right? Dana has found a way to make the UFC... Something that you enjoy because household. It, it's it's almost like household at this point in terms of fighting because it's better uh, orchestrated than boxing. Boxing, there's a shitload of like of of um how do you say gambling that goes into it that makes it um that makes it not realistic because yeah. you know some fights are gonna go one way that they shouldn't. They're Very judged, corrupt. Yeah, they're judged super poorly, super corrupt. Whereas UFC, it's judged at least in a cleaner way. You yeah. have referees that have to stop fights because of TKOs, because yeah. of knockouts. And then on top of that, the UFC has found a way to make their fighters marketable. Their personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Notorious Conor McGregor, a personality. Like, you follow Notorious. You want Notorious to yeah. lose because of who he is. Or you want him to win because of who he is. You think about people like Anderson Silva, a Brazilian. Yeah. That shocked the world coming to Brazil. He is loved, one of the most loved people because of his personality. So it's found a way to do both in a really effective way. Market its fighters, yeah. market its brand. And now the fighters were like, now even Sugar Sean O'Malley, he streams on Twitch. Yeah, no, yeah, because they've, they've done a good way of not getting in the way of like the fighters kind of like creating their brand. And I feel like they've done a lot of good things in like building their brand. And one of the first things is just kind of like being consistent right like they've bro ufc events have been happening on a consistent basis 261 like, like yeah like for i can't yeah for i can't even remember for how long already at this point you know like they don't even they were the first sporting think about this when the whole pandemic and everything broke out they were the first sporting event that we got essentially yeah like abu so, dhabi so so they're Island. just a very progressive group thinking about what they can continuously do to make the product that they're giving to the consumer better at every turn, and you see it in the terms of like the calibers of their fighters, yeah. the caliber of the events that are like are, are being put on now. It's just it's great. It's, it's good shit to see. Yeah, and I and I want to say on, on both of those two things to develop a brand. The most important thing, as we're on the topic of brand, because it's it's one of those things that people struggle with the most. Like one of the 
two most important things is one being consistent. Yeah. Being consistent and developing that brand. And then two risking it. Like you have oh, to yeah. risk yourself. You have to yeah. put yourself out there to build something. Yeah. And Dana White for sure did with the UFC. Yeah. No, imagine, imagine what he's risking. Like he, he risks like probably essentially the money to b- big up a, a fighting industry that, yeah, boxing had its notoriety, but that's boxing. Now you're yeah. coming in with mixed martial arts, you know what I mean? And you're, and you're doing things differently. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like how you're saying risk. If you don't risk shit, you don't get shit. This has been Franchise Audio. This is a slam dunk podcast in terms of like, it's a little bit something for everybody. We want to thank you guys for listening. We want to thank you guys for continuing to engage with the podcast, for continuing to message us. Um, And we just want to say this. Guys, comedy is important. Meditation is important. Holding yourself accountable is important. But most importantly, make sure that you realize oftentimes people are operating off of a million different subconscious things that they don't even understand so forgive them forgive yourself and yo thanks for fucking with this podcast see ya